Hi, this is Bob Weiss. I'm the host of Shaking Your World. Cheers. Welcome home. <laughs> Another session at Shakers. We are here to shake your world. We have Isabella in from Chicago today to uh, talk about the, I don't know, a variety of things, the spirit world perhaps, and yeah. things that go bump in the night, and certainly the ability of these lovely cards in your hand yeah. to... We do divination, self-care, transition, some clarity. Mm. And when I loved doing readings for folks at Shakers. It was in February, I think, now. <laughs> it was a while ago. Right before that COVIDcation, absolutely. Exactly, yep. exactly. I was like, oh, we're getting on a roll. And then, okay. <laughs> but came, coming back now, it's so much fun to meet the people that come mm -hmm. through Shakers because it's such a different group. Um, and when I do readings for folks, it's usually like, what is the transition that you're going through or clarity on something? Right. And sometimes we do a simple three card read. Sometimes things come up for people. Sure. We need some extra cards. Yeah. And how I look at the cards too is kind of, what does the collective unconscious want us to know right sure. now? <laughs> is my husband cheating on me? Is, uh, yeah. <laughs> I got a couple of those. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. So what do you want to talk about today? Well, I'm... Uh, Super excited about all of the shifts and changes that are here at Shakers. Mm -hmm. um, I remember the first time I went and did the tour and I met some of the spirits. <laughs> I was told that there were spirits, but also I was just like, okay, there are a few spirits, but they're not gonna be that active. I walk in across the street and there's still, I meet the little boy that's always here. It's like, what is this playful kind of energy? Also has little trousers and suspenders. It's like, okay. Who's this little guy? I really like him. He's playful. Okay, this isn't too scary. I can deal with this. I come in in the kitchen though, and I was telling Bob this before. I was like, There's a big entity that's hanging out above the kitchen. <laughs> it's a little bit scary, but not too bad. He's like, he's not doing anything bad. He's just standing there. I was like, okay, that's fine. But I see you. You are here. I'm just gonna make your presence known. Am I okay to be in your space? Because I was a new reader, right? Like. Some readers will fit in spaces right. and some won't. And I was like, am I okay? Do I have permission? Yep. <laughs> um, and so far, so good. And I went to the washroom. Mm -hmm. And I was told that there was a little spirit there. But I didn't feel anything yet. I was still hanging out with the little boy. But I know as soon as I went into the women's bathroom, the little boy wasn't there anymore. He, I guess he knows. Like, that's not his area. <laughs> but the little girl that was in there, a little bit mischievous, mm -hmm. kind of the energy of yep. her. Um, more, I could hear almost like little giggles, very playful, very innocent. Not, not as playful as the little boy, but almost a little shy, timid, but still mischievous. It's like, okay, okay, you're here too. I was like, do you approve of me? And I got an okay from her, so I was happy about that. And I came back out and I still felt when going upstairs mm -hmm. to the brothel rooms and then hearing some of the history, I didn't need to hear the history first because I just got a tour of the room first. And I was like, okay, stuff went down <laughs> in this place. It's like, I'm not sure exactly what it was, but it was a lot of different energies. Many, many bodies, not just one. And a lot of movement, a lot of kind of frenetic energy, um, a little bit of darkness, some sadness even. Melancholy was the feel more. Um, and always having to look over my shoulder upstairs. <laughs> um, I knew I liked being in a group up there, but not so much on my own. <laughs> but then coming back down, I did feel more okay and pulling the cards for folks. 
And then I knew that I was in good hands with the spirits of Shakers because, and this was funny, because I had one person that was a skeptic okay. that I came in to do a reading for. And I said, well, sometimes the cards move on their own. Because I started picking that up. I'm like, oh, okay, we're going to play. We're going to tag team right now, guys. <laughs> so I would do my typical three-card sure. read, right? But then when I placed the cards down, it would just slip just a little. The person on the other side was like, what? <laughs> They'd freak out. It was the best reaction because it was yep. stone cold skeptic. Yep. And I was like, you know open to whatever you feel. I'm not going to judge you if you don't believe in this. But she saw it move herself. And she's like, I don't know what you did, but <laughs> I see that there's something happening here. And she got a really good reading. She got super clear on it. It was the next career kind of move situation. So that was fun to tag team with the spirits of sure. shakers during readings with people. So I don't feel like I'm the only one that has to hold space for the people that walk in, because that's a lot of energy to hold for a couple hours. <laughs> Absolutely. So if you don't mind, can you walk us through, like, why is it three cards? What yeah, happens there? What's yeah. what's going on with these things? Yeah, I go with the traditional kind of three-card spread because it's it's very known for most people, especially since we have a lot of Hollywood of what tarot is, and it's really spooky. So I'm like, okay, it's just a three-card read, and I'll pull three. I'll ask them, too, if they have a specific question for the reading, of course. Sometimes they don't, sometimes they just want a general read, and that's fine too. And how I read the, the tarot and why I choose a three card, it gives me a couple different energies to play with. I use it kind of like an energetic forecast or weather report sure. of what people can use. So I picked three cards here, and if you know a little bit about tarot, we have the four elements that are there. The four different elements have different meanings. We don't have to go through a whole tarot lesson right now, but... I always ask as well, like, what is the intuitive nudge of the other person? Do they have any emotion or feelings or thoughts towards it? If they don't have any, I just go with what intuitively comes up for me, along with the history of tarot and the meanings. And then the same thing with this, I'll check in with them, so giving them their autonomy during the reading, because I don't want, I'm not the one that's the future teller of their whole life. Right. I'm going to give them the energy and their autonomy. They can do what they want with that information. That's super important for me. It might be the therapy background. <laughs> and then the final part, too, is kind of like, what is the what is the gift? What is the goal? What is something to look forward to? Almost like a past, present, future. Sure. That's a good way to look at it. And usually with the gift, the final thing, either people break down and cry or in a good way of like, wait a second, what did you, like there's a little bit of an opening there, like thank you for seeing mm -hmm. me. And I think that that's very important during a read, even if we are in a bar at Shakers in Milwaukee, even if it's just 15 minutes, it's a moment of just holding that space for that person. Sure opening up the spirits and what they have to say, what's the collective have to say, and then what's your reaction to that? What are you gonna take? So is it, is it clarity that you're looking for for people? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Especially giving clarity, I think, helps them with their next step. Okay. What are they gonna do? Who are they gonna be? That kind of thing. But also, if there is something in the future that, well, I don't know, what is it gonna be? What do you think? And we're like, okay, what's energetically happening? And what do you consciously get to choose on, right, from these couple different options? Sure. Well, you know, my view on the spirit world, we've talked about this before, is that yeah. essence precedes existence, and therefore, yes. in my mind, essence succeeds existence. But it's all predicated on energy. So yeah. uh, clearly, when we're finished with the shells, the energy continues on. Yeah. And if you want to call a ghost a spirit or energy, that's all cool with me. But 
what type of energy are you drawing? Is it elemental energy? Is it just purely something beyond? I mean, tell us. For me, it kind of comes in layers. Okay. So I go elementally. So I use my right brain first. Okay. And then I open myself up because I don't want to dive in real quick and I lose myself. Sure, sure. <laughs> or a spirit just comes through and it's like, I am now you. You're like, so can that happen? That can happen. Okay. That can happen. But I've gotten really good over the years to put some energetic sure. <laughs> boundaries okay. through. But with shakers especially, because I've done readings in quite a few places, this is a place where I feel really okay with kind of coexisting within okay. at the same time. Um, but then even with tarot, it's the whole book of collective unconscious okay. used through symbols, and that's how I even teach it and talk about it. Sure. So for me, it's, it is both a collective energy and then also my own personal. Being a Sagittarius with a Leo moon and a Cancer rising, I got fire and water in me. Ah. So I'll give you fire. I will like let you know clearly this is what you have to do. But also, my cancer is like, let me take care of you for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, with the cards that you've drawn right there, I mean, yeah. you're not doing a reading per se, you're just drawing three cards to yeah. show as an example of something, <laughs> exactly. but what would they indicate? For sure. So, I have here three cards I have two of pentacles, I have ten of wands, and I have a temperance card. So, these are two minor cards and one major card. Okay. Minors are kind of little sub-journeys or kind of subplots that are happening within our life. It's sure. one way of looking at it. And then we have a major arcana card being, this is a major thing to look forward to okay. or a bigger energy that might be present right now. So these three cards right now, because I know the ghosts, we all had a conversation before <laughs> I <laughs> before I started pulling cards. I was like, I missed you guys. How are you? Um, and they're saying a lot about partnerships and pentacles are all about earth. Earth is career, finances, sustainability very fitting for what's happening right now and like what are the partnerships that we want to do and I'm like okay I want to partner with you guys are you okay with this and I got an okay ten of wands they're actually <laughs> from this and I think it's funny that you brought it up because ten of wands it wands are fire it's doing its action but you'll see the character is also kind of pushing all of this heavy weight away from them and they're saying like you gotta let us kind of take the lead tonight <laughs> So, okay. so like stop pushing sure. your own stuff. Like okay. it's helpful, but also like we've missed coming through, yeah. you know. So that makes sense with this. And what's the gift in this whole situation? We have temperance. So I think this goes back to what I was saying. Like we want to work with you. Mm -hmm. We want to work through you. And we have our own stories and important collective unconscious things sure. that are happening. And we want to work through you together. So we have the temperance card there. I mean like if a tarot reader is reading for you at Shakers. You're playing with both our energies here and that reader's energy. <laughs> Very nice. Now you mentioned the word uh, major arcana. What does that yes. mean? Yes. So the, in tarot, there's the major arcana and the minor arcana, mm -hmm. or the major mysteries and the minor mysteries. Ah. Yeah. And so in traditional Rider-Waite-Smith tarot, we have the fool's journey. And the fool's journey is mind, body, and spirit kind of evolving enlightenment in those different categories. Sure. So here with temperance, this is more of a kind of spiritual, metaphysical kind of thing, very fitting for shakers. It's definitely more spiritual, but it's still very grounded in earth. Okay. We're gonna start up this way. Um, and major arcana is gonna be bigger life lessons, bigger life chapters and themes. Minor arcanas or minor mysteries are, like I mentioned before, 
sub-journeys, sub-mysteries, sub-themes that might be happening in the major plot of our life in this chapter and this season. So that's one simple, very simplified way okay. of kind of looking at tarot that way, what to expect during a reading, be like, oh, that's a big card, I know that's a major. I think tarot readers will appreciate that. It's like, that's a major card, like, you know your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So you do other things besides tarot, though, as well, don't you? I do. Tarot is one of the things. I'm a tarot teacher in Chicago as well at a nonprofit, um, taking it from a self-care perspective mm -hmm. and how to teach people how to use tarot for their own well-being. But then I'm also a hypnotist at a, a therapist practice in Chicago called Art of Balance. So I work with some really awesome therapists. We do group therapy as well and with COVID happening, we have like COVID transitions support groups now and like, well, how do we go back out in society with all these new changes and things and finding new jobs? Sure. So it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Um, and then I'm also an artist. Um, I've exhibited things in Chicago and Prague. Um, I have another show coming up in Chicago next month, I believe. Um, and that's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. So I find a really nice intersection between mental well-being, spirituality, and art through the tarot. And the tarot is a very nice 15-minute way that I can connect with somebody and combine all those three elements. Um, and it's kind of like, not a fast food version, but it's like, <laughs> let's just dive in real quick. Sure. Dive in real deep. So from the hypnotism standpoint, yeah. are there people that you can't hypnotize or is everyone really vulnerable to that? Everyone is hypnotizable, some more than others. Okay. So when I do a live show, for example, uh -huh. I do a test with the audience. They uh -huh. don't know that I'm testing them, uh -huh. <laughs> but that's where I know who I want to invite up to the stage that's more entertaining or not. So it's not just the simple minds, mm -hmm. you're able to touch everybody. Okay. Yes, yes. And the thing with that is too is openness. I think we talked about people being skeptical. And if you allow, and I think this is going back to my 10 of 1 situation, okay. and you're letting your kind of narrative take over, mm -hmm. take hold, like this is the way things are, and you're going to be stubborn about it, that's what you will receive. Sure. You've hypnotized yourself in a way. In that ah, way. <laughs> okay. But when you're open and receptive, and sometimes in a clinical sense, it's a little bit different because you have to build that rapport and it's therapy, mm -hmm. so it's a little bit different. Right. But with hypnotism and the stage and entertaining, it's more like, how well are you going to take this command? Okay. And how are you going to get deep into this? Where okay. I've had to worry about getting entertainer's insurance people fall asleep on stage and they like fall down on the chair. Like, I got to tap them awake before. <laughs> yeah, we, we've actually had that here in the past. We used to do some, uh, you had a forensic hypnotist that worked here. Yes, yes. So, um, in fact, we had a show downstairs for New Year's Eve one year. Oh, fun. Um, and we had like a dozen people that were participating in this yeah. and we did a reenactment of the Capones mm -hmm. and we had somebody who was uh, actually an assistant district attorney who was dressed all in black and who came out of the shadows with a gun. Oh geez. And he's firing off blanks downstairs <laughs> and one of the people falls over. I mean he just like falls over. And he's fully into it and it was a real challenge to get him out of that state and to get him back up. And in the entire time, he's like, yeah, I deserve this. I deserve this oh in my, my life. I'm like, oh, holy no. crap. I said, now, we will never do this again because we've now gone into a different realm that we just don't, mm -hmm. we don't want any part of this. Yeah, he opened um, up something that, Yeah. and that's, it's super important that I, I put and I kind of disclaim at the beginning of all of my shows is 
always ask for the consent of your consciousness. Mm -hmm. So that way the people that may have experienced trauma or a trigger, like that literal sure. trigger, like the one before, um, does they don't open themselves up to that. Because mm -hmm. we, we want to have an entertaining show and not a traumatizing right. kind of show. Be like, oh no, we've opened up a box that shouldn't have been opened. You sure. Know? So when, I, when I'm in front of an audience where they cheer when I say consenting to your consciousness, I know I'm in front of a good crowd. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, you're not hypnotizing me right now, are you? No. no, I You're not, not lying, are you? No, I'm not. No, okay. <laughs> I will only ask for consent. Of course. Of course. Sure. All right. So where are we going to these things now? Because this is just a group three cards, but they are not symbolic of anything necessarily here or anything else. Yeah. Did you want to do something? Let's, if we can, stay away from the COVIDcation kind of, of thing. Of course, of course. Um, <laughs> and do a general kind of general read of maybe the ghosts of Shakers and Why how not? they're doing. But tell me first, if you don't mind, yeah. because um, I spent a chunk of time in New Orleans, at least up until this last thing. So, oh, yes. um, and they draw more than three cards at a time. Oh, yes. So what's the differentiation that takes place there with that? And Depends how long you have for a read, too. Okay. Um, where some people will do, like, I love the little Celtic cross spread, and mm -hmm. that's, I had a reading in New Orleans for an hour, mm -hmm. just dissecting all yep. of that. And for most folks, unless they want to have like a private little area with a curtain behind, because things, you know, as you know, things will come up for people. Right, right. <laughs> and be like, you're in a bar, it's still kind of relaxed, so I kind sure. of keep it at yeah. that level. But I know some people that they'll come to me for a mm -hmm. reading and be like, I'm ready to go there. I'm like, okay, are you, we're cool? Okay, consent again. <laughs> So we'll pull a couple cards for them. Sure. And I think I mentioned it earlier, but I'll start with the three cards. Mm -hmm. And if there's more clarity needed or more next steps or give mm -hmm. me more of the narrative sure. that we want to create moving forward okay. or in the future, I'm going to pull more and more cards as like a conversation with the cards sure. in that way. And I find using it in a conversational style, it's definitely more of a contemporary kind of look at, at the cards. I find it's more entertaining. Okay. <laughs> And also plays more with the spirits. I've also noticed that you don't have people take the cards, shuffle the cards, mm -hmm. pick the cards, or something like that. I've seen that happen before yes. as well. Yes. So you don't need the laying on. You're able to. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, lots of practice over the years of boundaries of people's energy and then opening up that energy enough okay. for me to tune into what they need. Sure. Um, because also, too, with everything happening, I was like, okay, I got to clean new deck, <laughs> make sure that right. anything, you know, doesn't happen. But you must have experienced some very harrowing things, though, that some people kind of like this guy just kind of open up in other ways yeah, or there's something that's calling out yeah. that you almost rather not be part of. Exactly. Yeah. And I'll know, I'll know the limits or can feel that with people sure. of that might be something that we don't want to discuss right. and that's a line for me as a tarot reader versus a clinical you know as a clinical therapist sure. to then refer out which i have cards at in moments like those where i'm like right. i have resources for you to go deeper sure. like, this is my line as a reader right and here's referrals to something else that might be deeper we can still continue to do this on a certain level right but we got clinical stuff happening <laughs> sure what, what happened to you when you're five years old or something we don't yeah. Yeah, mm, yep, need to go yep. there, right? Yeah, and okay. then we, like we can touch upon it, but mm -hmm. I'll know, or I can read being doing trauma informed training. Right. When to kind of oh, that's a line we can let's redirect the conversation sure. to something that's still supportive for that person, and still will give them 
so much gold from that reading that they don't have to feel. So then you just go back to the cheating boyfriend. You see. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is what's up, and that's why your original intent was, because yeah. we can go down the Freudian rabbit yeah. hole, but <laughs> let's go back to what the cards right. and the ghosts are saying, and I think, right. if anything, the ghosts are really helpful with okay. that, too. If any time I'm feeling a little like, hold up, we got this, pull another card, or a card will wiggle. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, okay, I hear you guys. Let's pull another one. <laughs> okay. So when you drew, the, you drew the first card, it was face down, now yes. you have a face up, so tell me what that's yes. all about. Yes, I was... I was chuckling when I pulled this because, okay, uh, we have the Empress here, and the Empress is the third card in the Major Arcana, so major themes again. Okay. Empress is fertility, creativity, she's lounging on her chair. We're like, can we just lounge, right? Can we just sit for a second and enjoy and be creative? And it's funny that I mentioned Knight of Cups right after because the Knight, minor Arcana, so a smaller story. <laughs> But cups are all about emotions, cups are all about the esoteric, the spiritual, the metaphysical. And the knight, I always think of energetically as the manager and the enforcer protecting the <laughs> element of the cups. Okay. So it's like, yes, we relax in shakers and come in for a reading. And also, we're not going to trigger <laughs> any big... Well, there's there's thing. also like a, a page of cups, though, isn't there? there is so he's got. I'm going to guess he's going to be below, below the that okay. one. Yes, yeah. and I, look, I love the page because he's like the student, or he's the new one in the kingdom. So he's okay. looking up bushy-tailed, bushy bright-eyed. Like, I need to learn all of the elements. So if we have, for example, page of cups, page is like, okay, I have to master the elements of water. How do I take care of emotions? What does that look like? Wait, I can have feelings in my body? What is that? So once he learns the rules, maybe he becomes a knight. Maybe. But maybe he'll just stay a page for the rest of his life. We don't know. <laughs> but I like that the knight is like, I got the rules. I can enforce the things. And then when we go to queen and king, queen is internal mastery of that element and king is the external ah. master of that element. Okay. It's a very simplified again okay. version of that. But I thought that this was... That's very funny. <laughs> okay, so you've got the first two. What's the third card going to be? Let's see. Oh, well, we got death. Here we go. <laughs> so death is a good thing? or That's a good thing. Oh. So I love, actually, it's so funny because the death card, if anything, anytime I pull the death card, people are like, oh, no, am I going to die? <laughs> well, yes, you are at some point. <laughs> In some yeah. ways, at some point. Not today. Not, I don't hope so, right? Like, but... With the death card on the fool's journey, remember Major Arcana is the whole mm -hmm. fool's narrative, death is the moment of any mental narrative, mental thought that you were physically brought up with is going to fall away. Okay. So this is more of the mental death. If we're going to talk about metaphysical death, then we'll be talking about the tower. Uh, and the tower, I think, is a little bit more worrisome than the death card. <laughs> Where okay. we have, you've built up this whole big thing, you've built up your spiritual practice, your physical practice, you've built something up, and we have the lightning bolt striking ah. down the tower, we have the people falling from the tower. Sure. It's pretty dramatic. Okay. But that is the moment of the kind of divine awakening, if you will, or the divine intervention. I mean, like, okay, you've learned all these things, you've gathered all these gifts as the fool. What is the final thing? from the rubble that you can create. So it may be a season of some catastrophe, some crisis <laughs> in a way. <laughs> okay. But the death card, if anything, it's more the, okay, I'm letting go of this idea that no longer serves me. Okay. So I think in the context of these cards, if there is any, I'm kind of reminded of the previous 10 of wands, where if there is any worry about lounging for a second, being creative for a second, 
you're allowed to have that creativity right now. You're allowed to lounge just for a second and not be in crisis mode right now. And also protect your emotions. Go inward for a second. See what you are feeling and don't project it on others. Take care of yourself and take so care of So stay insular. Stay insular, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. It's comfy, cozy. She's taking charge of her own things. Death again, mental, internal, so. You Can know. you read for, um, let's say, Molly Brennan, the young lady whose remains I found in 2001, one of yes. the hospitality workers. Yes. Can you read her at yeah, the moment? Yeah. But that would only be for the moment Just today, for not for yeah. her past, right? It would be... Let's see what she has to say. Okay. Well, okay, that's one that's already poking out, so... Okay, well... <laughs> I want to pull two more for her. Okay, so since this one was the first one, we have this one as the second, the third. We have cups and swords and then a major arcana again. So cups, emotions, swords, this is our first sword card. So air, and that has to do with the mind and concepts. And six, six is, when I think of fives numerologically, it's the chaos, it's the crisis. Six is the sigh of relief after the five. So in the case of any kind of worries or thoughts she may have currently, she was kind of maybe even worried about, wait, where are my people? Okay. Where are, where's the activity? Because there's almost, there is an emotional partnership with the living for okay. her to help her kind of stay alive, mm -hmm. I'm reading for her. Um, and she was really afraid that that may be kind of ending or not nourishing for her anymore. It's not, it's not available for her to be nourished anymore. But it's a very gentle but because you'll see there's still some strain there even with the character, mm -hmm. the person on the, the boat and all the swords inside the boat. It's like slowly breathing a sigh of relief sure. um, for her. But she definitely, we have two of cups here, twos are partnerships, okay. cups again, emotions. Okay. In this way, it's, it's a non-negotiable partnership for her memory and her energy to stay around. Okay. Is the people that are also living that she kind of not feeds on, that's not a really bad word for it, but kind of symbiotically has a relationship sure. with. Okay. That would be a better word for it. So, so she was worried and scared for a second there. It makes sense mm. for Molly. I don't know if all the ghosts feel that way, but Molly does. Okay. I know some of the spirits might have not, right? They all have distinct personalities. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, yes like, they do. Mm. <laughs> so we have, you know, primarily resident spirits here, but yes. every once in a while something else comes in. Yeah. And they're not always nice, by the way. But, <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm feeling like. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about all of them. The, the resident ones I met mm -hmm. were cool. Mm -hmm. I didn't meet, luckily, that weekend any foreign ones. There might have been a foreign one that followed me home because I couldn't sleep that night. But Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who are you? You're the new one. It was maybe the bouncer. Okay. <laughs> all right. So that brings up a different question because you also can do seances, can't you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And you have to protect things and, and isolate at that point as well so yes. nothing follows anyone home. We, we do our own little thing here. We, you know, yeah. keep things here. For sure. So how, how do you really go about that to keep things in position that they're not following yeah. people home? There's a practice that I, I teach my clients this too. It's okay. a little, like a little golden bubble exercise. Visuals always help. So in the case of group work with people, 
sometimes I'll tell them, okay, the visual of a golden bubble of energy that that is protecting for you, that okay. nothing will enter you without your permission. Permission, right? sure. Um, and that I'll have a golden bubble around me, yeah. but I'll have some, I'll have some little openings yeah. in my bubble, right? Because I need to be able to sure. channel and move through with the spirits that come through. Osmosis or something, of exactly. course, right, okay. Osmosis, symbiosis is okay. all the themes tonight. Um, and so with them, I'll give them that tool, but I'll also tell them before a reading or mm -hmm. before a seance, what is a, an anchoring tool for you? Sometimes it's a crystal for somebody, for others. I also give them frankincense and myrrh. Okay. I have a little roller that I'll give them that I got from Romania. Okay. In a little monastery. And it smells divine. And I tell them even before a, a session one-on-one -on -one or in a group seance, put a little bit of this on before you leave. Almost okay. like a cleanse. An okay. energetic cleanse, like you're not taking anything with you. And if they want to say that out loud, even more powerful. Okay. If they want to just say it internally, like a little prayer for themselves, sure, totally fine. Okay, so I'll give them a couple different options, but I'll do a golden bubble around the whole room secretly. Okay, <laughs> not so secret anymore, <laughs> but to protect everyone in there sure. to not have any too uh, permeating experience. Yeah. <laughs> so the people that come to you for a reading, not for the therapeutic portion, but for a reading, yeah, are they um, mostly looking for? Uh, their personal interactions, relationships, or are they looking more for what's my future for jobs, careers, or a, professions? A lot of the second one. So a okay. lot of uh, I, a lot of the people that I see are creative types, multi-potentialites, okay. sure. multi-passionate. Um, a lot of other highly sensitive people, okay. and they're just coming into it. Like I feel crazy, and I'm hearing and seeing things. Well, is that more after the the, the pandemic situation, or is that this is actually before? But, okay, but you know what? There have been now that people have had to kind of stay in solitude more. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, wait, this is a part of me that I've kind of put to the side right. and I have to sit with now. Right. I mean, like, how can I actually see the gift in this versus mm -hmm. that this is a curse, <laughs> that this is too much or sensory overload sure. for me? Um, or it can be scary for some people, too. Like, um, there's an entity in my hallway. What mm -hmm. do I do with this? Well. <laughs> I've had that before and went to a hoodoo priest and also my grandma said put salt in every corner of the house mm -hmm. wash your windows yep. yep yep and I said okay the entity is gone now but it was really annoying yep it wasn't it's just annoying not didn't do anything creepy but still <laughs> that yep. was the energy no, I, of that. I, I, I <laughs> get sure that you know <laughs> <laughs> I do get that but yeah okay. a lot of people for creative career development clarity on that future mm -hmm. I have had Mixed it. And usually people will come in for career, but then they'll sprinkle in relationship. Well, how could you not? <laughs> Be like, but what's going on with this? Because I've been dating for a while and nothing's popping up right now. And usually it's funny is because that's their own intuition showing. Right. They find their love in their career. Okay. Or when they finally say yes to something that they wanted to do. Right. And they happen to bump into the right person on that path of saying yes. Sure. So I'm like, that's your intuition talking. We're just co-creating right sure, now. Sure, find your passion, exactly. of course. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's always been fun uh, supporting people. And it's a lot of affirmation as well. Because the cards do that. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I just needed the collective to tell yep. me <laughs> well, what I already know. But I needed some certainty around. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's good, good stuff. Hmm. Yeah. So you're back in the space for the first time in four months or something. Yes. 
And we've uh, established, Ruggie, that, you know, the right spirits have already communed with you. Yep, we had a good conversation. And uh, obviously people are filtering in, mm -hmm. and we've got to think that the future is bright and sunny, of course, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Of course. I'm going to pull a card for, for that. This is the collective future. All right, I guess there's two. If it's the wrong card, we can always edit this out. But. <laughs> Ooh, all right. So, good things. This is like a Libra kind of situation. We have mm. King of Swords and then a Ten of Swords reversed. So, King of Swords, again, external mastery of the mental, of the conceptual. Mm -hmm. So, it's so funny individual thoughts and patterns and the ways that you decide to think mm -hmm. are going to support your reality. Of course. And when we have Ten of Swords, if there are any ideas, thoughts, things that are no longer serving you or the collective, it's their time to die. <laughs> it's their, they're being culled, culled away, refined away right now so that that King of Swords really can be present. So sure. that you really own that and then you manifest your reality you co-create with the right. divine with the collective if you're up for that i mean i think the divine's really ready for it from what they're saying <laughs> in the cards like we've been waiting for you please well you know i've got a question again because <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's why we're here but yeah. sometimes i see cards are face up sometimes they're face yeah. down and what what does that mean yes so there's oh, there's a lot of debate in the tarot oh. community about this and I, i'm sure i'll get a lot of flack from a few tarot readers on this but when we have upright cards and reversals, reversals mm -hmm. can be more of a, how I read them, more of an invitation for the internal, again. Okay. And other times it can be read more as a, a negative or a shadow aspect right. of the positive sure. of this card. So in this way, we have 10 of swords and positive we can say, well, actually it's the end of something when it is reversed how I'm reading it, it's the end of something internal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right, that's kind of been hanging out there for a while, because when we get to 10, it's been culminating. <laughs> so it's not the way you load the deck. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Okay. Mm -mm. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, and some, some of my students too, they're very they're like, well, reversals, I'm gonna stay with this, and I'm not gonna stay with that, but I'm not figuring it out. I'm like, that's where your intuition <laughs> comes in, and I invite you to bring your intuition into it, and like, sure. give them that muscle. Yep. Right? Give them that autonomy. Because I can tell you all your future stuff, but you're the one that's got to do the work. Yeah. <laughs> Neat. Yeah. Swords. Lots of swords and minds and concepts mm. energy for the future. Makes sense. Totally makes sense for right now. What are the ideas that are we going to move forward with in the collective and individually? Because we're seeing lots of collective ideas. And then lots of like just standing in their throne in King of Swords of this is my idea and what I want to create. Kings are also parts of kingdoms. <laughs> so shall Tara work on other planets as well? Is this a universal as part of the collective or just here on Terra? I, well, definitely within our solar system. Okay. Because <laughs> there are other things externally that they have their own energetic frequencies. Um, there's even, right, like there could be an alien standing right next to me or an entity standing right next to me that because of my senses, I'm sure. unable to pick up. Sure. Some people might, you know, there's always that, but 
for the majority of people who are like, well, yeah, there's nothing here. And like, right. no, you're slapping an alien or something. Right. You know? <laughs> so I definitely feel these are more our own solar, so okay. solar system. Closer to Terra, sure. for sure. Um, and if anything, closer to uh, the country as well and Western society mm -hmm. right now. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Very, it's always... Cards are always obvious, though. It was like, oh yeah, duh, of course. <laughs> the longer you do this work, the longer it's like, yes, yes, I know, I know. Or sometimes they're sassy, and I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, here's the really big question we've been waiting for all night. Yeah, yeah. Read me, what do you see on me? Ooh, all right, let's do it. What's happening with Bob? You all know what a very private person I am, so this is yes, rather big, all that right? Scorpio energy. All right, so. All right, we're getting all majors right now. <laughs> Pretty pictures. Pretty pictures. <laughs> this is good. This is good. And we're starting off with the sun. Uh, and we have like the little happy baby on there. Sun is all about post moon. Moon is almost like that dark night of the soul. Mm. The things post tower situation. <laughs> so that makes sense. But right now, and it is reversed, we're seeing... There is an illumination. There is almost like a triumphancy in here, too. We have the red rope here, a brand new beginning, which is really exciting. And then sunflowers are just mini suns. It's all illumination. So it's also the people that are around you as well being supported with Well, that that's me. Sunny me. Yeah. Sunny you. <laughs> Sunny Scorpio you. <laughs> and then we have, we have temperance here. So even with all of the sun, Making sure this the temperance card is the alchemist. Mm -hmm. It's mixing all of the four elements together. We're bartending. <laughs> We're mixing drinks in this way. So it's really good. All the illumination, the support is inside as well. So that's a really good foundation to start on. Temperance, make sure that you're using all of your elements, all of the resources, the people, the thoughts, mind, mm -hmm. body, spirit, in a way that continues this illumination. Sure. The only kind of final that we're getting cups again. I'm not surprised because water, <laughs> water and emotions. The four fours here, and we'll see. It's, I love the fours and the cups because it's the hand again, just like an ace, where it's that divine hand giving you that gift. And if you had community before, if you had friendship before, this divine coming through me, like I want to give you one other emotional support that's coming your way. And I think of fours as well as foundations. So what is this new emotional foundation that you're going to be bringing? So if I was an island onto myself, what then? Ah, ah well, well, there's going to be a divine intervention. <laughs> <laughs> divine intervention in, in that because you're doing if anything doing a reading right now and I know you do all different kinds of practices as well and you're always communing with the ghosts because shakers making sure that you're staying in those practices staying in that ethereal space super important for you to stay illuminated and as you continue these practices sustain those thoughts if I'm going to go back to the king of swords reading before Sustaining those thoughts. This new divine intervention for a new emotional foundation is going to start through. So if you've been a solitary island for a while, it may be a shift. <laughs> the gift in this situation right now, 
the gift is going to be that divine intervention of a new emotional foundation. Ah. So that can be a new person, it can be a new practice. Sure. Um, new, but it's definitely going to be foundational. Okay. Not going to be, if this was an eight, I'd be like, okay, this is a long-term legacy situation. But since we have a four, that's like, okay, you're building some kind of new emotional neurocircuitry up in here. <laughs> cool. So I, I've seen both in New Orleans and here one time where yeah. people are having readings taking place and the reader will say, I can't read you anymore. I've got to stop. Mm, yeah. So what is that? That is energetic overwhelm. Okay. It really is like a gym to be able to kind of shut off being so permeable. Okay. And some people are just like very, very, very sensitive. Okay. And if some pers some people might have a very intense kind of energetic, um, I don't know if aura is the right word, but an energetic presence. Okay. And they might feel, it might trigger something for them or... Okay. And that might cloud their reading, and they sure. don't want to do anything for that. Okay. And they're like, if anything, that's a respect thing. Okay. But um, it can be too that they've done too many readings, and they're kind of garbled sure. energetically with that. Sure. Or there's been a, a couple occasions where um, if there's some kind of spirits that are hanging out on mm -hmm. that person. That reader is like, I see that, I'm not going to engage with it. It's like their own energetic spiritual boundary. I've seen a couple of those mm -hmm. too. Uh, one of my favorite exorcists that she's like, she has a great book out called The Sister of Darkness. Okay. And she talks a lot about seeing these different spirits, recognizing different entities, and she gives people tools for how to deal with that. Sure. For folks that... Maybe they're just starting out as a reader, or they've been reading for a while, yeah. and they come across that for the first time. And like, nope, we're not, we're not touching that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that could be a couple different reasons. So, um, how did you get started with this, by the way? What what was the mechanism that got you into this? You know, I was a digital nomad for many years. I would just book tickets and fly in different places, and I wouldn't know when I would be coming back. My friends would be like, so when are you coming back? Like, I don't know, I'm in Berlin for a while. I'm in Paris for a bit. Because <laughs> that was my goal. I was like, I wanted to travel. My Sagittarius was like, let's go sure. explore the world, get passport and all that. And I needed, I would forget sometimes what city I was in from all the traveling. And developing a regular morning practice for me was very helpful. Okay. So it's funny, I started off first with oracle cards. Okay. So those are loosely based on the tarot but they're more artistic more creative okay. more intuitive so i kind of started backwards actually but then everyone was saying okay rider wade smith get the traditional tarot get the traditional tarot. i'm like okay let me just see what this whole hype is all about because i'm very individualist in that way my leo moon is like okay fine let's see what the collective says <laughs> so i finally got actually this deck from uh, new orleans in one of the shops there and then looking into the actual history of the tarot, seeing the different occult studies, the Theosophists, mm -hmm. A.E. White, Col Pamela Coleman-Smith, all of them was like, I love all these people. Name dropper. Okay. I know, <laughs> I know totally. Be like, and this one, and this one. But I was like, oh, well, no one was telling me about the history of tarot. I was just hearing the Hollywood kind of right. version of that. When I got into the history, I was like, oh, well, let's play with the collective now. <laughs> There's collective knowledge that was put together in a book using 
all these different practices from the West and a little bit from the East too. And I said, what a beautiful thing. And then Oracle decks I'll still use occasionally because it's just the artist's inner world being projected on the cards. But I'm like, this is a collective thing that started in 1600s. So let's go with that. That's cool. <laughs> Have you uh, experienced uh, Santeria? You should go to Cuba. Yeah, I heard. Uh -huh. I heard. Um, New Orleans was the, the kind of very interesting mecca of mm -hmm. all the different occult studies mm -hmm. that in the West may have even been kind of pushed right. down in that. Right. Um, and we have some, a pretty big brujeria mm -hmm. scene in Chicago. I'm really good friends with a couple of the witches there. Um, but Santeria, for sure, is another one of the traditions mm -hmm. to, to explore more in. And um, I'm trying to reconnect with some of the old pagan traditions that were in Eastern Europe as well. Sure. Because Orthodoxy in Romania, for where I'm from, mm -hmm. is so mixed with pagan culture that it's just normal. Mm -hmm. But they're like, wait, we're Orthodox. We don't do that stuff. That's witchy stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, but you're pagan, though. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to... So elementalist, really. Absolutely. Okay, in so many ways. Yes. And as Romanian, you are a Roma, right? Yes. So you're gypsy oh, oh, blood. Oh, I'm, I'm not actually. <laughs> That's okay. <I'm> <laughs> but, now but that you told the I world have, that, but... I have, I have some suspicions okay. on, on a certain part of my family side that it's possible that I might have a little bit of, of mm. that in me okay. mixed with some other things in Of me. course. But, We're of all mutts, but okay. <laughs> But yes, yes, there's there's a whole lineage of traditions in Europe that have also been suppressed and not really seen or just put to the side. And I'm like, sure. these are beautiful traditions. Let's bring them more to the West. So yeah, Santeria is for sure on my list. <laughs> well, this is very cool. I mean, we uh, obviously will be bringing more people in for you now that you're back on the yeah, scene. Yeah, so happy to be back. And, uh, Clearly, I'm going to hook up with your links as well to get people into your practice down in Chicago. Yeah. Um, anything you want to finish with here? No, I'm just super happy to be back. I miss the ghosts here. I miss the energy of the space, the magic that's really here. And excited to see the new, the new space and all the changes that's here. So, really happy to be back. Cool. Isabella, thank you very much. This has been... Fantastic, and uh, I look forward to our next chat as yes. well, because there will be oh. a next chat. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much. Cheers. <laughs>